On today's episode of the Pool Pro Podcast, host and pool business builder Michelle Cavanaugh discusses the purpose of a website and how it should work to grow your business. Many do it wrong, so listen up as designer and web developer Nathaniel Boyle helps us make our websites better. The podcast starts now. Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. This is Michelle Cavanaugh, co-host of the podcast. You'll notice that my other co-host, Dave Rockwell, is not with us today. So uh, we're here today with a special guest that I have known for a couple of years. I work with. He's developed a couple of websites for me. I'm very excited to have him on. And that would be Nate Boyle. Welcome, Nate. Thanks for coming on with us today. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, this topic about website design and implementation and inception and all of that is really a necessary evil, Nate. And no offense to <laughs> you as a webmaster and um designer because those of us in business we have to have a website in today's world you know people are doing all of their searching on google and the power of google if you don't have a website that pops up people can look at um, to me you're obsolete as a business now the other side of that is if they if you do have a website and they go to it and it's a piece of junk that's almost equally as bad do you agree with that yeah, I would say two thoughts. One, you certainly can shoot yourself in the foot if you don't have yourself a good web presence, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, I think that the um, perhaps the 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 more nuanced way of explaining that would be um, not so much a website necessarily as much as it's like an established web presence. Now, the yes. best way to establish a web presence and to have full control of that is, of course, through a website. Um, I think there are plenty of people that are making, you know, do with a social media presence or, yeah. um, you know, even just uh, relying on landing pages or landing page yes. software. Um, but ultimately, if yeah, if you want to control your messaging and your brand and you know your presence and how Google talks to you or or, or reads your, you know, or shares your discoverability information, you know, that's yeah, um, yeah websites your uh, your tool is your tool. What is your background? Because again, I've worked with you for a couple of years, but what is your background? Just so people understand who you are. Sure. Oh man, my background is all over the map. Um, like most of us, right? Yeah, right. I mean, so it started a long time ago uh, at Boston University, was studying, you know, film and philosophy and doing fun things like that. Um, and then out of college, uh, realizing there, there, you know, if I don't want to work in Hollywood, there's not a lot that I can do with those degrees. Um, right. So I, I, um, man, I, I ended up working for a company for a couple of years, and then. Um, and then I stepped away from that company to travel the world and nice. went, around the, went around the world for a whole year, changed my life, completely blew my mind, got back home, said, well, I can't not keep doing that as much as I, you know, uh, can. Uh, and so I, I tried to figure out how I could um, sort of repack my metaphorical parachute and learn some skills that I could take on the road with me. So this was, um, man, this was probably 15 years ago. I just kind of started looking into, I, I went, I, I studied graphic design. I studied web design. I studied, you know, coding HTML, CSS, JavaScript, PHP. Um, and then I took a job with, uh, with BU and really learned BU being Boston University, they have like this world-class interactive design program that taught. Oh, really? You know, okay. It's 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 really fascinating. It, it's all part of their marketing communications program. But this was me in my like early twenties, um, realizing that if you can imagine something online, you can build it. You can make it happen. You can create that experience. It's doable. You can. 
and it yes. should your imagination and your uh, for what's possible should be expansive and um and so i, I kind of took that information and uh, ran with it and and studied under some really great people until i got the confidence to go and do it on my own um and then in uh, 2010 i think maybe 11 i uh, uh left i i gave my two month or two weeks notice to go and uh try freelancing and um ever since then I've, that's what i've been doing so it really started in visual design uh and then nice. and then development and then um the more clients you get and the more people you work with the more you realize that websites are not just these brochures that you design online they need to be functioning fully functioning applications that serve yes. a purpose and have a utility for you know, the person that is using them. And I needed to gain a more holistic understanding of exactly what I was building. And I yes. that sent me down this rabbiting market hole and my little freelance, um, you know, business eventually kind of morphed into um, a small agency uh, of personal scale. Um, and uh, that's what I've been uh, primarily focused on for just over 10, 10 years, 10 or 11 years, right? Yeah. The one thing I'm going to say too, Nate, about graphic design, which I don't do, but I go on Canva and do little teeny things for like Facebook or whatever. Yeah. But the one thing that I all that I would have never forgotten that's I think a graphic designer taught me, gosh, 20 years ago, is that white space is a graphic. I think <laughs> a lot of times yeah. that a lot of people put way too much in their designs, and it's like there's not even a little bit of white space, and it's like you know, it can really be powerful if you just have a lot of white space, you know, like even in the newspaper, when somebody buys a full page ad and it just has like a couple of words in the middle, mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. powerful. That's, that's power. And I don't think people realize that. So that's oh, one I mean, tip that I remember that I'll never forget. Yeah. And if, I mean, like these are cliche examples in the design world, but if you're not in the graphic design world and you've never noticed the arrow that's in the FedEx logo, that's between the E and the X, you'll never not see it again for the rest of your life. Once you know it's <laughs> right. and it's so, I don't so, think I've noticed it. So oh my God. It. Next time look at a FedEx logo and you'll be like, oh my God, there it is. It's been there the whole time. And you will never, <laughs> notice it. you will never not see it again. Every time you yes. see it. Um, well, for me, websites too, Nate, for me, websites really are a sales tool. Mm -hmm. um, for your business. And mm -hmm. so, like you said, but they have to be fully functional to be able to do that. Because if you just yeah. have a bunch of words, you know, on a, on a website, that's not going to do that for you. The power of the words, the power of the graphics, the power of video, if you have it, all of those things. And then of course, full functionality with whatever they're clicking on or whatever the pages they're going to, or whatever they're doing. I think that is so important and it can be really simple because it doesn't have to, be, I've seen websites that have, you know, 20 menu items across the top or 15 and like 8,000 pages. They don't have to be that complicated. Right. They can be very simple and still be very functional and powerful. Correct? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's why um, focusing on simplicity, focusing on conversion metrics for, you know, whatever it is that your particular goal is, and we can talk about that, but um, that like what is in service of those things, not in service of just putting everything you can out there, you know, not in service of trying to be as fancy as you can, but being right. as functional as you can instead. Absolutely. So just, if you could just give me a couple of tips, Nate, a couple of tips yeah. or uh, what do people, what are the biggest mistakes people make on their website? Even, you know, just a couple of them. Can yeah. you describe a few of those? Because I think a lot of us don't really know what we do wrong. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, you had mentioned this before, so I did a little thinking on what I think like some of the, the biggest mistakes are. There are certainly many, um, and yeah. we could get into like my new show, like typography or colors or all that stuff, but I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to try to be a little bit more general with the mistakes that I think 
um, I see most websites making, uh, when I land on a website that suffers from these mistakes, this is the stuff that like keeps me up at night. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. All right. So the first one, uh, to me is really like the overall form of the website, like the holistic construction of your website from the, the front facing design to the back end code. Um, and that means, you know, the front end design and back end code being optimized for all devices and for search engine optimization so that they're reliant, so that the code is compliant with all browsers, and so that the information is structured within the code, within each different tag. You wanna be intentional about what goes inside of your H1 tags. And did you include all of the necessary metadata that's there? Um, and is and your what do you call that when they're gonna look at all search tags? That you're not talking about mobile phones, you're talking about just all um, browsers. Yeah, so, that's so different I than what's I mobile that ready I, or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like, so I'm kind of lumping a bunch of, in, in, in the interest of, uh, of covering my bases here, right. I'm kind of lumping a bunch of things in together. But right. the fact is, is that if your site is not um, fast, like lightning fast and as fast as it can be, if your site is not coded correctly, if your site is not serving Google in the way that Google needs it to be, um, you are not going to be optimized for the search engines and for Google, you know? Gotcha. Um, so if your site does not render properly on mobile devices, Google is going to knock you down a notch. So that right. matters. And so that's part of the design and, and that it, it, it's all part of, you know, the, the, the HTML and the CSS being constructed on the back end in accordance to what, you know, Google is looking for. Um, and I think too, the thing I've learned recently is that within the algorithm algorithms that Google changes probably weekly, who knows? Yeah. User experience is a big part of it now. So, you know, going to your website and being on your website for three seconds versus whatever, or, you know, all those kinds of things that, that matters to Google now. It does. It does. I mean, so that and, and being optimized for different browser widths and device yeah. sizes, um, being um, code, you know, making sure that your code is compliant, not broken. Um, and speed, you know, speed is, is not just how it's built and how well it's constructed, you know, like on your side, whether or not, you know, you've compressed all of your images to make sure that the page loads as fast as it can, but also right. your server speed. And, you know, th like that's something that I offer my clients is making sure that they are running on, you know, on, on servers that, um, that I maintain and that I watch, you know, keep a watchful eye over to make sure that they're right. serving up, serving up the site quickly to, um, you know, and then also running cloud, setting up and running Cloudflare so that no matter where you are in the, in the country, you get served a lightning fast, uh, cached version of your website that's held on Cloudflare service servers all over the world. So there's a wow, lot. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into the overall construction and design of your website that right. is more than just, you know, what people are looking at. And that's really what, you know, that's the um, biggest mistake people make. That is the biggest is kind of like overlooking the something's broken, something something's overlooked, you know, and there's just right. there's a checklist of things you have to go through, and it has to be built. And, and the information has to be served in the code specifically. And if you have a designer and a developer that knows SEO too, which are not that easy to find. Right. Um, if you if you have somebody like that, then it can save you tons of, of like headache and heartache later on. Um, the other two things that I wanted to add here as biggest mistakes that I see okay. are um, one is um, 
so many people I think have a antiquated or arcane mindset about, uh, about websites as like, and what their function is. Uh, once upon a time in like, you know, 1985, people would build these basic websites and it would just be like, here's my business. And it would be akin to taking a, a, a brochure and pinning it on a bulletin board at your local coffee shop. Right. And just being like, yeah. this is what my business is all about. Call this number and we'll, we'll talk, you know, um, that, that is fine, but it's not going to drive any business for you. It's not going to grow your list and it's not going to do anything that is much more goal oriented that you can then right. measure back and improve on. Um, and then leverage down the line. So for instance, if you, uh, instead of just pr presenting all of your information up front, if you think about this thing as an application for marketing conversions, how yes. do you build that? How do you, how does a user then, you know, find your site and then engage with that application. And what is right. the end goal of that? Is it, what is that? Like, what is that? And then, so then that leads me to the, um, to the final mistake, which is really not having a clear call to action. Um, this is why a lot of, a lot of people will even forsake entire websites just for landing pages. And it works depending on the business model. Um, but simply because uh, the, the end goal is, is something that's transactional and that transaction can be, you know, an opt-in to your email list. Um, it could be an opt-in to a free co consultation call. That's what I have on my website. Right. Um, or it can be a sales transaction, you know? Right. Um, or buy something, uh, right. Exactly. Or buy something. So it's like trade me, you know, maybe I'm going to give you something for free in exchange for your email address, or maybe I'm going to give you something in exchange for your money. But I, I feel like my website should be in service of the business and yes. not in service of like, you know, passively giving someone like, Hey, you know, call me if you call me, if you feel like it, you know, my business, <laughs> yeah. a call if you want, it's right. like, no, I gotta, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to incentivize our interaction right out of the gates. That should yes. be the first thing that anybody sees when they land on your website. So conversion really the like is ignoring the conversion is uh, another, is, is probably the single biggest mistake I see because it serves no marketing function. And the call to action is so important. And people make this mistake, not just on websites, but in every promotional email campaign and everything they do, mm -hmm. there's not a clear call to action, which I have, I've always been touting that, you know, in my, all my marketing days from the back is, you know, an email campaign, you got 20 million things on it and 18 different things they can click on. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. do not do that. Yeah. You can send them another email next week with the next topic. You don't put it all into one and say, and give them too many options. Cause if they have too many options, they're not going to do anything. That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah. give them literally give them on your homepage one or two options tops. Yes. I would say one, if you can distill it down, if you can distill your website down into one option, make the website be in service of that goal and right. all the other information, all of the like, Hey, they look, if somebody finds your business, your website for your business, they know they can get in touch with you. They yeah. know that you're a business and that, that yeah. you know. there's a phone number and email somewhere that they can click yeah. on. Or, and so yeah. they can send you an email and say, Hey, I'm interested in this, you know? And, um, but what's your, what do you want the website to do for your business on a right. passive basis designed for that? Or like, is it to grow your email list? So that then when you finally launch a product, you can get in front of, you know, that email list and you can be right. intentional about it. If so, then what can you offer up to somebody that lands on your website that solves an immediate problem for them that is so uh, irresistible that they immediately give you their email address yes. and then they get that. And then it's up to you to nurture that little, a little seed that they just planted and get it to sprout into a customer. Yes, absolutely. 
what is what should people watch out for? Because everybody claims to be a webmaster or web designer these days. Hmm. Nate, is there a way for somebody to maybe should they have a portfolio of their work? Should they provide you with something that says, you know, I have value or I, I do good work or how do how do we, you know, steer clear of those people out there that claim they really know what they're doing and don't? Yeah, Nate, that's a really clues? that's a good question. And, and, um, and, you know, some of it is really going to come down to even like on a personal basis, like finding somebody that you like working with that you, yeah, that is um, big that you relationship. With, right? So way. that's, so I think that that's like kind of through all of the, the thick and thin, that's kind of what matters the most in the end. Like you and I, we've had such a good working relationship for so long, I think, because we, yeah. we, um, we work well together. Yes, I think that's agreed. become very apparent. And so it's like, if you find somebody like that, wow, that's lucky. Um, the other thing is uh, uh, skill sets, specialization versus generalization. There is no right or wrong way to be. I will freely admit that I am a, a more generalized person here. And as I said, you know, I started in, in visual design, moved into um, development, and then moved into marketing strategies and consulting. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I can do all of those things at a professional level. I have learned that's pretty unusual. For the most part, you find a developer, you know, and you can find this developer in, in, as your next door neighbor or someone in Romania, you know, and right. their prices are going to be different. Their skill sets and their familiarity with, uh, with stuff is going to be different. Um, but uh, ultimately, what you want is if you're going to go after somebody that's specialized, make sure they're really good, you know, and make, and make sure you understand what you're investing in. There are web designers out there who know how to put together a functional website, but they're more of like front end designers. And so they're going to yes. put together something that looks pretty, but they're not going to know anything about the architecture of the code and how to serve up Google through that. And then you're going to have to go and find somebody who does search engine optimization. And then you're going to have to go and find somebody, you know, that, um, that does WordPress, you know, hosting or maintenance or management or whatever, right, you know, exactly. all these different, um, all these, to me, I always liked being able to learn each of these things so that I can maneuver accordingly for my clients. Um, and then if we need to take it to a next level, you know, like I, like I'm very confident in my design skills. I've done it at a professional level. I've designed magazines and, you know, I think I'm really, I think I'm very good. I also know that there are like mind-blowingly good designers out there. And in the event that somebody needs to work with them, having somebody like me in, in control of uh, almost the creative direction aspect of bringing in a good designer to really take your brand to the next level. Um, I can both consult on the sense that it's like, okay, well, let's be careful. You know, do we, do we need to spend money here? Right. And if we do, then let's get the right person with the right, you know, um, and I love that about you too, Nate, because even with my website and, and the previous company I worked for, you did their website as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you're not trying to just gouge me for every penny. You're like, let's just be, let's be smart about this. This yeah. is what you should have yeah. right now on the back end of your website. And these are the, you know, what things you have to have an account set up and subscribe to, but you're so great at, you know, being mindful of the dollar so that you're, I'm not, you know, paying for stuff I don't need. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I want you to, uh, succeed. I, and yeah. I think gouging, gouging a client makes no sense because you're, you're only making it more difficult for them to succeed. Right. And the long-term relationship that you develop with your clients is the most, 
uh, is the most lucrative thing to to in every business in yes. every business. Yeah. So so well, that's Nate, it. Tell you us know? about tell us about your company. So what if somebody? And by the way, for mm-hmm. those of you who are just listening on uh, the audio only version of this, go to the YouTube channel Pro, Pool Pro Podcast on YouTube. You can subscribe there, but you can also look at the description of this particular video, and there will be a link to Nate's website there where you can actually learn more about his services. But tell cool. us, Nate, if somebody were to schedule a consultation. You know, what kind of services would you offer up um, that they could uh, learn more about? Yeah. So um, my company is uh, Wander or Wonder. That's W-N-D-E-R, intentionally vague. Which I, I love. tend to like to travel and I tend to like to, uh, uh, I'm intellectually curious. So Wonder and Wander are kind of two fun words for me. So I kind of smashed them together and did W-N-D-E-R. Um, and on my site, I offer a little free consultation if anybody you know wants to explore how to bring their brand to life. Um, and, uh, and by brand, I, I really mean web presence. I really mean, how yeah. do we take the, take the necessary steps to, um, make sure that the digital footprints that you're leaving as you wander through the internet are, um, are not lost and that they're right. intentional and that they're beautiful. And, and, um, so, you know, I, I work on, um, delivering premium level design with, um, and marrying that with the latest, uh, trends in digital marketing, um, and my real goal is to find, uh, for my business, is to find clients that I can create an ongoing partnership with and help yeah. them succeed. So really, the idea is, um, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my clients, I think they, I always, I remember when I started out, I was concerned that you know, oh, these people will hire me, and then they'll just hire somebody full time that they can have more control over and whatever. And I think that right. I I never really saw that happen because. I realized that employee overheads are just incredibly expensive. They are kind of a pain and having to manage somebody is like, you know, instead of being able to just lean on somebody else that provides you that level of in-house talent, but without the employee overheads, um, that really kind of informed my business. And so I started, started structuring uh, monthly retainer plans for pretty much any, any project or business size so that it's flexible and fluid. Um, and then I would, and then I could just build my business, um, from there. Right. Um, so yeah, so I, I offer my clients anything, you know, packages on, um, on branding, um, on like brand design and logo design. If that's like where you're at and you need to, either you have a brand presence or you want to take it to the next level or, um, you're just getting started and you have an idea. Um, and you know, a lot of the time I will get a, you know, I will get a, 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 a message from somebody that's like, Hey, you know, I'm just starting out. I'm getting my business out there. I really need a logo and, you know, the right. website. And it's like, okay, well, like, it's great. I'm going to talk to you. Let's have a consultation call. And then I really, we can really talk about like, all right, do you really want to spend money on a logo right now? Or is it more important that your business gets discovered, you know, on right. Google or something like that? Um, and, and so people get bad advice in that regard too. Everybody says something different. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of people are just kind of like, well, this person wants a logo, so I'm going to design for them a logo, but I don't right. think that a logo really serves a minimum viable, viable product when you're trying to get a business off the ground in a, in like a bootstrapped fashion. Right. So, um, so I try to like really dial in on like what it is like one-on-one with, you know, on a client by client basis, um, on what it is that they need, what's gonna, what's gonna be of, um, best overall long-term value for them to invest in right now because i know that there's something and i know that i can help with that so let's just figure out what that is come up with a plan and move forward on it um so yeah so and then on top of that it's like web design packages web development packages um 
or, you know, monthly designer development retainers. And those yeah. are, those extend, extend into marketing strategies as well. So like one of, um, you know, I, I, I will offer uh, content, content management pretty much. So it's like, if, um, you know, you have a website, you have a membership website, or you have a blog and you need these things updated on a regular basis to serve the audiences or serve the members. Um, that's the kind of thing, you know, that I can do. Um, anywhere from simply receiving the, the copy and copy pasting and publishing or, um, or even doing the copywriting myself. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so that's kind of, that's the, the amount so really of thing, anything from inception yeah, to full on launch and hosting that's and then it. packages to keep it updated and everything afterwards. That's it. That's exactly it. I mean, all yeah. this stuff is when you do, when you've been doing this for as long as I've been doing this, you get a really good understanding of, um, of, of every step of the way from a, from a marketing perspective and from a development perspective on, in terms of site speed, presentation of content, um, and what it takes to run these things and do it, right. and do it effectively. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of, I, I like to think of myself as like an ace in the hole for my clients. Yes. And I can attest to that as a testimonial because uh, Nate has been wonderful to work with. It's so um, helpful to have you uh, to be able to run ideas by two. Nate's been great for me and I highly recommend him, um, not just because I work with him, but because I have experience and that experience leads to the fact that I know that I, you're getting a quality product when you do uh, business with Nate. So that's great. great Nate, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on today. I really wanted people to understand how powerful websites are and why they should be really, you know, taking into consideration what their website looks like and if it's functional and, and doing everything it needs to do from a sales tool, but also from a Google Google perspective and how you're really seen online and um, and indexed and all those different things that happens with the website. I think that's so important. Yeah. So I can't tell you again how much I appreciate working with you. And I think that anybody out there who needs some assistance and just needs some direction, he is a perfect candidate to do that. Thank you, Michelle. Feelings mutual. And uh, I appreciate you, you know, having me on here and to talk about this stuff. This is, I love, I love chatting about this kind of thing. Um, yes. And, and to that point that if anybody wants to, um, you know, discuss what they think they might need or what I would yeah. consider that, or what I would suggest that they do. Um, I, I offer free consultations on this kind of thing. So you can go to wonder.cc that's W N D E R.cc. Yes. And there you will see buttons all over the place because I'm a big call to action fan to book a free <laughs> consultation call and yes. uh, set that up. I would love to jump on, talk to you about what you think you need. And uh, hopefully, you know, maybe it can be the start of a beautiful friendship. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you so much, Nate. We appreciate it. Have a Thank wonderful, you, I know he's in Colorado, which I love, and I'm here, happy <laughs> to be here right now, but, yeah. um, and I, you're not in Alaska or wherever the, I'm not, uh, the, the I wish are. I, would, I wish I had <laughs> I know, the right? Aurora Borealis right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Bye. A new voice in the industry, a resource for all education for you. This is pool pro podcast build relationships, and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast, backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.